It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Show 
if we're dealing with the with um with the commandments of Christ and the Holy Spirit, and if we're dealing with something that's contrary, but many people are, are overlooking the scriptures that show us this and brings forth this understanding. So um, we want to make sure that this uh this understanding is clear, and it's very important that this understanding come out because, like the scripture said, if we're not dealing with what Christ wants us to deal with, then the, our worship is in vain. And um, and that's what we want to bring forth. We want to bring forth that understanding because it's our job to bring forth that understanding. Not exalting ourselves and saying that we something special, but, you know, we exalt in Christ and giving all glory to Christ that has given us the understanding. And, and it's our responsibility to bring it out. You got something you want to bring? No, no, no. All right, I'm... Um, I'd like to open up in uh, St. John 16. <coughs> St. John 16, we'll start at verse uh, 13. St. John chapter 16, verse 13. And again, this is a recap. To make to make sure everybody see this thing clear, <coughs> it's a quick recap. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of Truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. So what the scripture is talking about when it's talking about the Spirit of Truth, as we went over on the last two weeks, was the Spirit of Truth is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we gotta we gotta really pay attention to these scriptures because it's giving us information about if the doctrine that we're dealing with is of the Holy Spirit or is the doctrine of man. And that's what we really want people to focus on. Is the doctrine of the Holy Spirit or is the doctrine that people are bringing forth, is it man's doctrine? So the scripture is telling us, this is Christ telling us himself, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. All right, you know? For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. So he shall not speak of himself. Then he's not going to be... <laughs> Talking about himself, talking about his his group or his affiliation or his understanding and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is not going to be dealing with that. But the Holy Spirit is going to be bringing forth the words of the Heavenly Father. The words of the Heavenly Father through the understanding of Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit is going to be bringing forth. All right, go ahead. And he will show you things to come. He shall glor- glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. So he he will glorify that spirit that the scriptures is talking about, that's, that Christ is going to give us, which is going to guide us in the understanding of the Bible. And when we receive that spirit and we go out and teach the Bible, we're going to be glorified. If we deal with that spirit, we're supposed to be glorifying Christ. That's what it says, right? It says, he shall glorify me. That's Christ talking. Christ says, he shall glorify me. I mean, this understanding that I'm going to give you of my word is going to be glorifying me. That's what the understanding is going to be dealing with. All right, let's look at another scripture um, that we dealt with last week. Um, 1 Corinthians 2. I want everybody to pay attention to this very clearly because it's going to make the, the separation between the doctrine of Christ and the doctrine of men. Mm-hmm. Very clear separation. Um, 1 Corinthians um, 2. We read this last week and started verse 12 again. Just a quick uh First Corinthians chapter two verse twelve. 
Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So that's that's kind of like backing up what we just read, right? Mm-hmm. That we're supposed to receive the, that spirit, which the world cannot receive, which Christ told us in um, St. John's, I believe that was in the 14th chapter. He said the world cannot receive this. So we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, which is the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So we might understand these, get the understanding of the scriptures through through that Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. All right, Rian? Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. That's key right there. Mm-hmm. Not in the words which man wisdom teaches. Because man can't receive this thing. It's not in the words which man reason teaches. Because, for example, it's not going to be talking about um, something that regular men talk about, like uh, the Illuminati. You go to anybody that they, you go to, um, well, well, Alex Jones on YouTube. He talks about the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. So that's man's wisdom. That's not what the Holy Spirit's bringing forth. Because that's man's wisdom. Man is teaching that. It's not going to talk about history like, you know, the Roman Empire and the Greek Empire and all this history that a lot of people focus on. Meaning, I'm, I'm not saying that there's no profit in that history. That history can help you out. Yeah. But that history is not the doctrine of salvation. That history is not the doctrine of Christ. That history will not get you salvation. Only the stories, only the stories that we find contained in the Bible of what Israel been through in captivity because of diso- their disobedience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That part of the history will give you salvation when you learn what our people, your forefathers, have been through so you can repent and not repeat the same, the same um, you know, disobedience that they did, you know, so we can repent. Yeah. But the key is repentance. Exactly. Repentance is what's going to get you salvation. That's why I like the scripture you brought out last week where <clears> Christ <throat> went out and Preach the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and say, "Repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Mm-hmm. So that's the understanding of Christ, the the, the understanding of repentance. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, read thirteen again. Please. I'll read it again. Um, this is First Corinthians chapter two, verse thirteen, and it reads, "Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teach, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, Com- um, comparing spiritual things with spiritual." So the wisdom that the Holy Ghost all the Holy Spirit is teaching us is going to have us compare spiritual things with spiritual because the spiritual things are contained in the scriptures. So when somebody say they're dealing with something spiritual, they're bringing out an understanding that's that's uh, of the Lord. It has to link up with the scriptures. You know what I'm saying? It has to match with the scriptures. And that understanding is the understanding that's going to bring it to eternal life because it's the, it's the understanding that the Holy Spirit teaches. But read 14. Verse 14 reads... But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. And that's very important because it's good. It's also showing you the difference between the understanding of the Spirit of God and the understanding of the world. Because the world, the world received history about the Illuminati. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. world received history about Rome and the history about the Dark Ages and all that stuff. The world received that. But the understanding of Christ, the world's not receiving that. And we're going to show you, we're going to prove that to you. The understanding of Christ, the world is not receiving that understanding. And that's that's where that separation is made, because the understanding of Christ is what's going to bring us into eternal life. The understanding of prosperity, the world received that. 
Oh yeah, prosperity doctrines as far as uh the Christian churches. Yeah. Yeah. The the prosperity doctrine is something that's accepted of the world. That's not that's not a doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Mm-mm. So that's a doctrine of men. That's that's the wisdom of men. All right, let's um let's go to another scripture. Let's go to um First John five and nine. I want to come back to this uh to this chapter in a minute. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Where are you going now? You want, you want to continue to build on it now? No, nah, I want to see where you're going to go first. Right, go first, John 5 and 9. First John, chapter 5, verse 9. <clears throat> and it reads, We receive the witness of men. The witness of God is greater. Yeah, that's right. If we receive the witness of men, mean what? That's right. <laughs> what the understanding that men is bringing forth, you know, the witness of men is a like, like we were saying, this understanding about the Illuminati. You know, we receive that. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there's some greatness to that. That you know, that could help you. Um, it could help you in a lot of ways. Help you understand what's going on and stuff like that. But the understanding that we're receiving from Christ is much greater than that because that understanding. Is the understanding that's going to bring forth salvation, and that's what a lot of churches we you know we check out a lot of churches we be checking out um the videos on YouTube, and a lot of times brothers are spending you know all their time and all their focus on witness of men and the doctrine of men and the wisdom of men, but no time is being spent on the understanding of Christ, you know so. That's what we got to take a look at because the the wisdom of man, like we said before, the wisdom of man and the understanding of man is not going to bring forth salvation. Mm-hmm. That's not the doctrine of Christ, man, because Christ is going to bring, we're going to read it, what the doctrine of Christ is dealing with. And why Christ is raising up apostles and teachers and prophets and what they're supposed to be bringing forth. We're going to take a look at that and we're also going to take a look at the false doctrines out there that's bringing forth things that's that's the wisdom of man. It's doctrine of men, and it's not the doctrine that bringing forth to eternal life. So read, read that for me one more time, brother. All right. Uh, First um, John chapter five, verse nine. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which He hath testified of His Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in Himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he be- he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. So let's check out that record that God gave of his son because like Christ came out and told and, and said to us, he said, look, the words that I speak of not mine, but of the Father that sent me. So to understand that Christ brought forth was something that the Father wanted us to have and to understand of Christ is something that the Father wanted us to follow. Because we were we've been going off from the understand from from the Most High ever since the Most High started dealing with us. We've been going off. So he said, "Look, the salvation that you're gonna have is gonna be gonna be in my Son." So we wanna look at some things that the Son said. Go to um Saint John six for me. Mm-hmm. Saint John six. We wanna really take a um, a deep look at this and see if this is the thing that the world has been dealing with. St. John 6, start at verse uh, 56 for me. All right. 
I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. I was looking at something else. St. John 6 and what? 656. Uh, 56 in the reads. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. As the, as the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. So Christ is letting us know here because we know when, they, when the people came out of Egypt, you know, they received the word from the Most High and they received bread, you know, which is going to, the, which is also not only going to the manna, but also going into the law, statutes, and commandments from God. But he's saying that, you know, he coming out here saying that you got to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, meaning that his words and the understanding he's bringing forth is what's going to bring us into eternal life. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear another scripture to kind of make this a little more plain because he's hitting them with a parable. Um, and a lot of people are looking at this cardinally, but really he's showing them that he's giving them a spiritual understanding here that a lot of people cannot receive. And the same thing, even though um, when the understanding of the true understanding of Christ comes out about what we need to deal with, a lot of people can't receive it. Whether it comes out spiritually or comes out cardinally, people cannot receive this understanding. All right, there we go. Oh, this is so All right, um, verse 57. No, where we at? You can read 57. Oh, 57, okay. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, excuse me, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. So he's saying he's that bread that came down from heaven, and he that eateth of him, meaning deal with him and what he's saying, his doctrine is going to live forever. Mm-hmm. All right, read on. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Do this offend you? And, and that's the thing, too, because when the understanding of this thing right here that we're dealing with comes out, a lot of people don't want to deal with it. You know, a lot of people get get offended. Because even the scriptures talk about when, when, when his, you know, many places Christ talks about, by and by, they are offended, you know what I'm saying? When when the true understanding of what we got to deal with and the understanding of Christ comes out, a lot of people get offended. You know, they get offended at the commandments. They get offended at at, uh, at the doctrine of Christ. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't want to deal with it. A lot of people turn their backs on it. A lot of people want to stay in the world. They don't want to make that change from the cardinal mind into the spiritual mind. All right, read on, brother. What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascending up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickness, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So Christ is letting us know his words are spirit and they are life. I mean, all through the Bible is the words of Christ. That's why the scriptures say he comes in the volume of the book. And it, that's why when the scriptures talk about comparing spiritual things with spiritual, I mean, we go in the Bible and look, we look at what the Bible's saying, and we examine if the, the a person talking about that he they're a spiritual teacher or a spiritual uh, advisors advisor or, or somebody that's bringing forth a spiritual guidance. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to compare those things that they say are spiritual and with the words in the Bible and see are they really spiritual? Are they really things that are being given of the Holy Spirit? Are they really the understanding of the Holy Spirit or their understanding of men? 
Or is it the wisdom of man or is it the wisdom of the Holy Spirit? Alright, we don't know. I'm gonna go to um we're gonna go all the way down to sixty six. Alright, I, I wanna go back to um when you're done with that, I wanna go back to first John five again. Alright, we can. Alright. Um Verse uh, St. John chapter 6 verse 64 But there are some of you that believe not <clears throat> For Jesus knew from the beginning Who who they were that believe not And who shall betray him <clears throat> And that's that's true too Because a lot of times Like we say when the understanding of Christ comes out A lot of people get offended And a lot of people don't really believe You know what I'm saying They don't really believe They'll go back into Roman Catholicism They'll go back into being a Rastafarian They'll go into being you know, whatever doctrine that's out there, mm-hmm. but they don't want to deal with that understanding of Christ. They don't want to deal with eating Christ's flesh and drinking his blood, which is putting on Christ and putting on his, his commandments. Mm-hmm. To the understanding of Christ, they don't want to deal with that. Right, and he said, therefore say I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. Because it's the father, you know, as the scripture said in many places, it's the father that's bringing us in. Mm-hmm. It's the Father that's bringing us in And those that are truly born of the Father Are going to remain here. Right, Verse 66 From that time many of the disciples went back And walked no more with him And that's the thing too When this, when We don't read what the understanding of Christ is really dealing with And what the Holy Spirit is really bringing forth And that's the thing When that understanding comes out A lot of people are offended And a lot of people don't want to deal no more and, You know, We witness that you know, because we've seen a lot of people leave the, the gospel mm-hmm. when the understanding of Christ and what we really need to deal with comes out. Because a lot of people like the wisdom of men. Exactly. They want to deal with the, the history of the Dark Ages, the Roman Empire, the Illuminati, and all that stuff. That's all the wisdom of men. Mm-hmm. That's not the wisdom that's being given to us of the Holy Spirit. And the, and the proof is, is what we read in First Corinthians, uh, the second chapter, where it talks about the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God. We see many natural men talking about the Illuminati. We see many natural men talking about the history of Rome and the Dark Ages and all that. And like you said, we talked about, a, you know, offset, even about the chip. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or, or talking about uh, the Hebrew language and all that. Many mm-hmm. natural men go into that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the things that are being given of the Spirit of God, a lot of people don't want to deal with it. And a lot of people get offended by it. And when the, the understanding of Christ really starts coming out and what we got to deal with, a lot of people leave and they don't follow no more. All right, what you wanted to bring up? Go back to go back to First John, uh, chapter five. We're gonna we're gonna bring it out even more. Okay, good, good. First, first John, uh, chapter five. Read. Start at verse nine again. All right, First mm-hmm. John's uh, five and verse nine. Yeah. If we receive the witness of man, the witness of God is greater. Yep. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. Yeah, because now he's about to go into what is the witness of God. He's talking about his son. Well, he's about to break it down a little bit more than that, though. You know what I'm saying? Because, yes, ultimately it is about his son. But what does that mean? Let's read on. And and it's also showing that this is what the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is bringing forth. Yeah, not, not the wisdom of man. Exactly, because the wisdom. I, I didn't want to jump, but read verse ten real quick. Okay. Yeah. He that believe on the Son of God has the witness in himself. Mm-hmm. He that believe not God has made him a liar, because he believe not the record that God gave of His Son. All right. The key word in this one is the record. So, what is the record then? Read on. And this is the record. What? <laughs> and this is the record. Yeah. Okay. 
that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Now, check this I'm out. Glad, I'm glad you went back to that. Yeah, because we're going to bring this out. The reason why we're bringing this out to let you know what the witness is. He's giving you these key words, the witness, the record. And then he's breaking it down that it's his son. And then how do you enter eternal life again? Through his son. But it has to be dealing with repentance, though. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So the witness of men, like you brought out breaking down all this Illuminati crap and breaking down the 12 tribe breakdown and all this other stuff, that's not going to give you eternal life. Exactly. But when you see what the record of God really is, it's through repentance through his son, Jesus Christ. That's the keys to the kingdom of heaven. The witness of men want to glorify themselves. They want to be puffed up with all this knowledge. Yeah. They want to look like they somewhat or they're somebody. So it goes right back to the glory of man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And men trusting in man and worship worshiping the cre um the creature than the creator. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're not really looking at the latter end. They're not looking at the future. You know, as far as us having our minds set on the promise that was given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You understand? In, 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 the, in, the, in the 12 tribes of Israel, which is the children of Israel. They don't understand. If you repent, you're going to receive all these things. But that is the record. <laughs> yeah. You have to repent. Yeah. Christ, follow the examples of Christ. Put on Christ. That's why Christ came back and said, if you eat of my flesh and yeah. drink of my blood, then you have eternal life in you. And that's the record. That's you the record. That's what we got to deal with. But if you don't want to do that, read the next part. Verse 12. Verse 12. He that has the Son has life, and he that has not the Son of God has not life. <laughs> so it's letting you know, if you want to trust in the witness of man, you ain't going to have no life. You understand? Because you focus on the wrong thing. You tune in on the wrong channel. You're so focused on wanting to have all this glory. You're so focused on wanting to be the next T.D. Jakes or the Cruffalo Dollar or the, or the next Big It, whatever it may be, you want to be... The focal, the focal point. You want to be the focus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are, are really stuck on. You know, they get caught up in man's glory, and then they become part of that man's glory. That's why we read um, St. John's 16 and uh, verse 13 and 14, where it talks about that it, it shall not speak of himself. Because when he talk about that the Holy Spirit is going to come on you, and you're not going to be speaking of yourself, if you're talking about... Your own glory and your wisdom and how deep you are, that's speaking of yourself. You're talking about you got to be with me or, or follow my group yeah. to be saved. You're speaking of yourself. That's right. But he said, but the scriptures also say in verse 14, St. John 16, 14, that, that if you have this spirit, it shall, this spirit is supposed to glorify Christ. Exactly. So you're supposed to be glorifying Christ and that witness that and that record that God gave of his son which leads to eternal life, which is the doctrine of what Christ said. The, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven is what? Is repentance. That's it. That's the only way to make it. You're not making it no other way, um, people, man. A lot of people are telling you um, if, if, if you don't know the name of God, you're not going to make it to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, shoot, if you don't even know the father and the son is the same person, you're going to have problems making it to the kingdom. Yeah. You, you know? Um, yeah, it's a lot of doctrines out there that that that, that people got to really understand. You know what? Could I please? Uh, let me. I'm a little upset, man, because let's go to um Isaiah real quick. Let's go to Isaiah real quick and um read this because this is what I really you know. 
Where you at? Isaiah chapter 40. You know, we bring this out when we're dealing with topics such as uh, this one. You know, because a lot of people out here act like they got more knowledge than the most high God. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, <laughs> and you got to come through them. But then when what they're teaching don't add up to what the scriptures are saying. Exactly. So then what do you do? Let's, let's just read this. Isaiah 40 and 13. Mm -hmm. who, has the, who has directed the spirit of the Lord Or being his counsel has taught him Yeah who taught God brother <laughs> Who taught him You know what I'm saying Because a lot of people out here are teaching their own doctrine And then when you go to the scripture and say Where's that at yeah. It's not there They trying to direct God This is the way yeah. God <laughs> should be going Yeah <laughs> Or this is what the scripture should be saying yeah. No, that's not what the scriptures are saying. Totally not. And that's not the focus. Exactly. God said the focus is Christ. And it's repentance, man. Yeah. But why is your focus on the chip? Why is your focus on the Illuminati? Why is your focus on the destruction of America and the four corners of this earth? Or the white man. Or the white man is is or the devil. Or the woman. Or the yeah. crazy why is your focus on the wrong focus? Yeah. You know what I mean? We need to focus on you. Look in the mirror. The man in the mirror is what you need to focus on. Focus on what God said. Exactly. But now you're making it seem like that what you're teaching is of the scriptures. Let read that one more time, verse thirteen. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, has taught him? Read. <clears throat> With whom took he counsel? And who instructed him? And taught him the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and showed to him the way of understanding. Who did that, um, brother? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. So why is the world out here trying to teach Christmas like it's holy, holier than thou, and that's the day that we got to honor, you know, the son's birthday? Trying to make it of God. Yeah, trying to make it fit like it came of God. Who taught God? God where's that at? But he told us the opposite. Jeremiah 10 brings out that we ain't supposed to deal with those kind of trees and dealing with idolatry. You know what I'm saying? But yet, they they forcing it, but there's nowhere in the scriptures. Look at this world now. They forcing homosexuality. Exactly. We're going to force God to accept it. Yeah. Come on. God's going to accept you the way you are. You can't help yourself because it's a gay gene. You know what I'm saying? You can't help it. It's just natural that you became that way. So God's going to accept you the way you are. No, but who taught God that? Yeah, it's not in scripture, it's, so obviously it's a doctrine of man. Exactly, man. So why is people being glorified? Because man, lust is chasing after and want to believe what man is saying because they want to be a part of that group. They want to be part of that organization, and they want to hope to be accepted by God and says, you know what? All these people is believing what I believe. This got to be it. You know what I'm saying? So this is what people fall into a category because their lust is bringing them there. And they accept it. But when you start reading the scriptures, you start saying, you know what? God didn't say that. Yeah. And that's the whole key point. We got to remember. You know what? Let me go to go back to that scripture I said I want to go to before I um, give it back to you. First Corinthians? Yeah, First Corinthians 2. Because there's some more key points I want to bring up, but we'll hit that later. We got more than enough time to do that. And I'm going to give it back to you. I just want to go to First Corinthians 2. And there's some things that bother me. You know, I told you before I want to read the whole chapter because... First Corinthians two. If you got time, whoever's listening, read this whole chapter and piece it together. You know, and pray to God. You, you see what the scriptures are saying. Is, is, I mean, we can deal with it if you want. No, nah, I'm not gonna go through this whole thing now. But I do want to read verse four though. All right. Start at verse four. All right. This is First Corinthians, the second chapter, verse four. Yeah. And my speech 
and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, <laughs> but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Yeah, because it's not what we're teaching now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's coming from the power. It's coming from the spirit, the, the demonstration of the spirit, mm-hmm. because we're finding it in the scriptures and we're bringing it out. Exactly. When Anything the opposite of that is coming from in. Exactly. So if you can't prove it according to the Bible, the, the heck with another book out there. You know, the hell with that other book. The hell with the rabbis and their oral bull crap. Mm-hmm. You know, the hell with all these different denominations of Christianity that divided Christ into, into their foolishness, which is another trap or snare of Satan, you know, to, to, to beguile you and trick you like he did Eve. Mm-hmm. But when you start reading the scriptures for yourself, you see it don't add up. Exactly. Like we got people bringing out a lot of different books too that you can't even prove mm-hmm. that it's of the Bible or mm-hmm. it's of the Holy Spirit. You're talking like books like the Book of Enoch, the Book of Joshua. Mm-hmm. What evidence or proof or record you have to prove that these books are the Bible? And and I read some of these books and they totally contradict the Bible. A lot of areas like the Book of Joshua, a lot of areas areas where it talks about the age of uh, Joseph when he left and the what. Where Joseph, I mean, what I'm talking about Joseph, the age of Moses when he left Egypt contradicts the Bible. Mm. What he did when he left Egypt is a totally different story than what the scriptures say he did. The age when he went back to to deliver the people is a totally different age. Everything is contradiction. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. it, and I mean, there's many contradictions in that in that thing, the Book of Joshua. But men are holding that because they want to be deep. They want to have wisdom. Mm-hmm. And what the scripture said about wisdom, it says knowledge puff up, but charity edify. Exactly. And what's charity dealing with? Charity's dealing with that love, which is going right back to the keeping of the commandments of the Most High and dealing with one another through the understanding that we got through Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the true charity. Yep. Not, but knowledge, it said, mm-hmm. whether it be knowledge, it shall fail. Exactly. Whether it be prophecies and breakdowns, all that, it shall fail. It shall cease. But what shall not fail is charity. And it's going right back into love, right? And if you if you love God, what? You're going to keep his commandments. You're going to keep his commandments. So it boils down to keeping the instructions until eternal life because that's what our focus is. But that's not going to fail. But all that other crap out there is going to fail, brother. Exactly. exactly. So what's your focus should definitely be on the keeping of the commandments. The wisdom of the, the, wisdom of the Holy Spirit. All right. Read verse uh, 1 Corinthians 2 and 4 again. First Corinthians 2 and 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Really? That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. <laughs> Wait, stop there, because that's funny, man. Yeah, that's... This is real funny. It's not funny, but it's funny, because a lot of people put their their life, this is your life, yo, this is your soul, in another man or woman's hand, man. Ain't got nothing to do with God. If you want to go out there and believe that you can continue being a homosexual and still make it to the kingdom of God, <laughs> man, a lot of people like you, like we've been saying, man. A lot of people think that uh, that their faith is based on history and the, and, and the Roman Empire, the Dark Ages, and stuff like that. That's the wisdom of men, like we said. The scripture says, "The natural man received not the things of the spirit." I mean. The understanding of of history, anybody can break that down to you. That's not something of the spirit. What the spirit is bringing forth is that understanding of Christ, is that eating of Christ's flesh and drinking of his blood. 
That's the understanding the Spirit is bringing out. But every all these churches are, are set up, especially Israelite churches, are set up on teaching. Now, I can't just say them. All yeah. these churches are yeah. set up on teaching a doctrine that's of the wisdom of man and mm-hmm. not of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Not the understanding that the Holy Spirit is bringing forth. And we're going to bring out the understanding that the Holy Spirit is bringing forth according to the Scriptures. No doubt. Now read, read, uh, read verse 5 one more time. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, yeah. but in the power of God. Now check that out, because that's where our faith is supposed to be in. And I'm going to read this. You don't have to read it. The famous scripture, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So this is Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And where are we going to find the word of God at? Are we going to find in these other books out here? We're going to find it in the Bible. Exactly. You're not going to find another faith in another book. You understand? Just like them people out there hold on to the Quran. You're not going to find the faith of God in the Quran. And you're not going to find it in, in, in some of these books that all these so-called pastors done printed up. You understand? You're not going to find it in those books. You're going to find the faith of God right in the Holy Scriptures, man, right in the Bible. So that's how come I said to you, a man that lies down with a man and marries a man and think he's accepted by God, that's not according to scriptures. Yeah, that's a man. So you're putting your faith and your soul is in jeopardy because you want to put your faith in what you heard someone else say or what you read or in your own mind what you believe. But if it ain't according to the scriptures, it don't add up because who taught God? Not you and your feelings. They ain't teach God. But the Most High God has created us and taught us the way to salvation. You understand? So go back, 1 Corinthians 2, right? Now jump down, and then I'm going to give it back to you. But jump down to verse 10 now. It's going to connect it all together, what we were talking about. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches. All things, yea, the deep things of God. But but he's going to break down that spirit, mm-hmm. all right, in, in the next verse. So he revealed the understanding that he wants us to have and the understanding we want to bring forth mm-hmm. through his spirit. That's right. I want, I want everybody to see this clearly. Mm-hmm. And this understanding is not the understanding that the world is going to have. Mm-hmm. The world is not going to have that. No. So if you're talking about the Illuminati, the world has that understanding. So to understand that Christ is, and God is revealing to us is not an understanding that the world is going to have. No, because... I want to highlight that point. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's going to bring it out even more. That's, that's why I'm going to read verse 11, because it's going, to, it's going to break it down a little bit more than that. Read verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Mm-hmm. Even so the things of God knoweth no man <laughs> but the spirit of God. See, and this is deep, because... The reason why the Holy Spirit came upon us is because God gave it to us. Mm-hmm. It was his spirit. No man don't know the spirit of God. His knowledge and his way of understanding his wisdom, he's trying to give to us so we can enter into, into life. Mm-hmm. But you know how the scriptures say he don't give the spirit by measure into Jesus Christ, yeah. right? But to us, that's how he's doing it. Yeah. Little here, little there, little everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And some wisdom we're not going to really understand yet. We're not ready for until the coming of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? So this whole thing is coming from the Most High God. 
his knowledge and his understanding. That's how come I said, who taught God? Ain't nobody teach God. God's the one with the wisdom. Exactly. So his understanding is taking off of him and giving it to us. So it's just like if you don't know me, people out there don't never heard of me, never heard of Dawa Yud, don't know nothing about me, my lifestyle, how I think, the knowledge that I have, unless I share it with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If I don't share it with you, you're not going to know. And that's what God is trying to show us. You understand that I'm going to give you my spirit from me. And that's how the Comforter or the Holy Spirit and, and things of that nature came about, and that's what it is. You understand what I'm saying? And, and a lot of people are saying they're dealing with that spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Most High is giving portions of the spirit to um, to a lot of people. Because a lot of, if you're accepting the true Christ, the, the Scripture says that that's of the spirit. But when you have that understanding that, yo, this is what Christ really is and who I really am, you know, you got that understanding where are you going with it from there? You know, you can mm-hmm. take that understanding and follow and grow in it through the scriptures, or you can corrupt that understanding by, you know, following some man that's glorifying a doctrine of men. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of people do, you know what I'm saying? They get the true understanding, but then they, they end up getting perverted by following a man that's bringing forth a man's doctrine and not bringing forth scripture. Things through the understanding of Christ, you know, through the scriptures, and a lot of people claim to have that, claim to have that Holy Spirit, but yet when you examine, you examine what they're saying and what they're dealing with, and you go back to the scriptures, you see, well, wait a minute, what you're dealing with is not in the scriptures. So you're saying you have the Spirit, but you're not bringing forth what the scriptures say you're supposed to be dealing with. And and, and there's so many key points. I, I just want to bring out a couple points because is the Spirit of Christmas. Is the spirit of Easter, Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, Father's Day, is the spirit of, of, of all these things that I brought out, or even the spirit of homosexuality and, and things of that nature, is that of God? That's easy to answer. No. Why? Because it's not contained in the Holy Scriptures, exactly. which is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You understand? So that didn't come from God. But when he says we got to keep the Passover, you know, the, the weekly Sabbath, the new moons, and, 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 and different things like that. And uh, man, if, if they want to uh, lay down with someone, a man need to lay down with a wife and be married to that wife. Yeah. That is of the Holy Spirit. That came from God. Yeah, that was man. That was bread that came from heaven. Yeah. So that's the Holy Spirit that was on God and was given to us. That was part of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. not the other stuff that that comes out like we just brought out. That's not according to the faith of God, but the faith of men. You know, and this is just what it is, man. You know, but read on. Um, Here we have 11 or 12. Read 11 and 12 together. For what man knoweth the things of, of um, let me read that again. Mm-hmm. This is our First Corinthians 2 and 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Good. Now we... Have received now we have received not the spirit of the world, mm-hmm. which is talking about the spirit of man, yeah. but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Keep going. Which things also we speak, not in the words which men's wisdom teacheth, but which the holy the the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. See, I'm just kind of like 
summing it all up and connected it so people could really see even more. You know what I'm saying? That, listen, these things we brought out um, about the world and some of the um, some of the things that I brought out, me and you, about the world, they're not spiritual. Yeah. You know, if you compare these things, how do you compare these things? By going to the Bible. Exactly. So if it don't, if it's not in the Bible, that means it's not spiritual. It's of men's wisdom. It's exactly. So read the next part. And, and I, I want to speak some more, a little mm-hmm. more about it too, because um, in case you just tune in, one of the things we did, did read, I got to bring this point back out, is um, we read <coughs> excuse, uh, Saint John sixteen fourteen, which you also read last week, mm-hmm. because it made a. It's a very important point that that scripture made, because it tells us that that spirit that we're going to receive is not going to speak of itself. Yeah. But that spirit is going to glorify Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to uplift Christ. So that's very important to understand because that's a way of identifying the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be talking about the scriptures, and it's definitely going to be talking about Christ. Because Christ brought forth a new, a, a higher level of understanding that we weren't dealing with before. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, verse 14. Yeah. But the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now, if you try to tell, we always use this one too. If you try to tell a man down the street to stop committing fornication, you need to stop sleeping with all these women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nine times, nine times, or actually, I'm gonna say ten times out of ten, they're gonna tell, they're gonna look at you like you crazy. But you know what? If you go out there and you you try to set up a church and you don't bring that information out, mm-hmm. you set up a church and you you teach about the Dark Ages and the Roman Empire and you teach uh, the Hebrew, you teach about the Illuminati, you'll have a real big church. And you teach that all the blacks are the Israelites or whatever, the black Hebrew Israelites, however you want to say all the blacks, but you know what I mean. It, it, it's like another black movement. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of so-called minorities are gonna flock to it. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, everybody in the Bible that you were referring to is all men of color, mm-hmm. and then you you flock to that real quick. Mm-hmm. Because like we said, most of that stuff the average person will receive. Mm-hmm. Because you got average people talking about all that. You got average people. You got natural men talking about black movement. Mm-hmm. You know, you got natural men talking about Illuminati. Mm-hmm. You got natural men dealing with history. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, when it comes to putting on Christ, eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood, now people are offended. Yeah. Because the natural man received not the things of God. That's something that that, that mm-hmm. the Spirit of the Lord has to be dealing with you to receive. You remember I was telling you before, even uh, in Buffalo, remember we were talking about Kakum when he told us the story about how at one time the congregation was, was bigger than what it is now. Yeah, large, real large. Yeah, so then... When Christ, the understanding of Christ started coming out more and more, like I told you before, it's like turning on the lights and you see roaches fleeing. Because mm-hmm. nobody want to look at the man in the mirror and deal with repentance. Mm-hmm. They want to deal with everything else but themselves. Like, like Christ saying, um, um, book of St. John's, I think the third chapter, he says, Light has come into the world, but evident that men like darkness rather than light. Exactly. Because their deeds are evil. Exactly. At least they come to the light and their deeds should be reproved. Mm-hmm. So people like to do evil. People like to continue in idolatry. People yeah. like to continue with Christmas and all that worldly stuff and be and be entangled with the world. They like to continue in fornication and, and uh 
and all these other things. Mm-hmm. So they flee. Right. Yeah, but that's it. But, um, you want? All right, let's go to um. Let's go to. We want to look at some some of the things about the doctrine of Christ. Um, time and went kind of quick. But we got two hours today, so we're gonna. Uh, okay. I just want to make sure. Go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. All right, Ephesians chapter four. <coughs> because it's gonna show us what the doctrine of Christ is really going into. Ephesians four. Let's start at verse ten. <coughs> Ephesians chapter 4, verse 10. He that descended is the same also that ascended up, far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. So he that descended, meaning that bread that came down from heaven, is the same one that went back up and sat at the right hand of the Father. Mm-hmm. All right? Read on. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. So that's what everybody that's saying they're in Christ is going to fall under one of these categories, right? That's what the goal is, you know. They 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 are apostles, they're prophets, they're some evangelists, they're some teachers and some pastors that Christ put His Spirit on these men to do a certain job. Exactly. So the scriptures is going to come and tell us what that job is. You know, is that job you know to bring forth a man's doctrine or to go out curse people out, or is that job? <laughs> you know, to teach uh, the Hebrew or, or, or to, you know, to go into history or, you know, we I'm, I know these things could benefit in some ways, but is that the main focus? Is that what God, the Christ gave apostles and teachers and evangelists for? Let's see what the scriptures say he gave them for. For the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting of the saints. Mm-hmm. We're going to deal with that word perfected a little f- further down, but go ahead, read on. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. For the edifying of the body of Christ. I want to look at this word edifying, man. This is in the regular dictionary in the word edifying. It says to instruct or benefit, especially morally or spiritually. <laughs> so if you instruct somebody morally, you talk, you're talking about their conduct, right? Their morals. Morals into like yo, a way of life. Yeah, you shouldn't steal. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't kill. You shouldn't hate. That's dealing with morals. So you're instructing somebody on their morals or their conduct. You know, mm-hmm. you building them up. And the next word there is to uplift. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely going into someone's character. Now, when you look at it in the um, in the in a concordance or the dictionary, it says building. Or edification, um, the act of building or building up, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the act of one who promotes another's growth in Christ, mm-hmm. in Christian wisdom, but Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. same thing, yeah. So it's showing us that this uh, this word, the edifying. I'm gonna read that again, right? This is uh, for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, which is talking about the church. So he gave pastors and ministers to perfect us or to make us better and to build us up spiritually and in the understanding of Christ. Mm-hmm. All right, read on. Read verse 13. 13. Ephesians 4, 13. So we all come in a unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man. Stop. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I hear a lot of people saying... <laughs> we can't be perfect. We can't be perfect. It's impossible to be perfect. It's impossible. I hear a lot of people saying, even Hebrews are like saying, we only here to rehearse the righteous acts. We can't, you can't get it right. Where is that at in the scriptures? What the heck is this scripture saying right here? What is the scripture saying? Yeah, what is it saying? It's telling us that we are to strive for perfection. That's right. We're not rehearsing. We are in it. This is, yeah, we're in it right yeah, now. we're in it. We're fighting for perfection. That's we're right. fighting to be in the image of our Lord and Savior Christ. That's right. And that's what he gave apostles and prophets and teachers and ministers to do. That's right. Not to teach you Hebrew. No. Nah. To perfect you, to build you up morally, spiritually. And then, you know what's so sad? Because not to even just be focused on that group, because even the Christian world out there, they're not teaching repentance at all. You know what's funny about at you? all you saying that because you tell a Christian repentance, he'd be like, "Amen, amen, brother." Amen, my behind. Because you not they don't really understand what repentance is dealing with. Yeah, because you don't know what it means to be edified. You don't know what it means to walk after Christ. With the mindset of even these groups out here that says, "You know what? We're just rehearsing, we're rehearsing." That group ain't rehearsing Jack Diddley. Mm-hmm. All right, because. It brings out, right? See, some people there in those groups may not understand, and who's to say the Most High God ain't going to increase their knowledge? Because uh, some of us yeah. here today were one of those people that was in those groups, if not all of us. <laughs> so the whole point is God will pour upon you that wisdom and understanding to guide you the right way. All praises. But at the same time, my point is this, is that people out here, that's getting caught up in, in all these different doctrines, you're going to know them by their fruit. You see what I'm saying? So if you're rehearsing something, <laughs> you're going to see some improvement in your rehearsing. Exactly. Because this is what we're supposed to do until we get it right. That's going to make you perfect. And I, after we finish, I want to go to a couple of scriptures to show you even more how perfection, we, we can have perfection. You know what I'm saying? We can't have it. Because the scriptures tell you, um, Matthew 5, 48, it says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Exactly, exactly. So, Christ we... Telling us to yeah, perfect. he's telling us to be... He's not telling us... Excuse me, uh, by the way, uh, you can keep striving and striving. You shall never reach perfection. But uh, that scripture says be perfect, but you're not really going to be perfect. Well, oh, oh, another Christian doctrine is he did it, so we don't have to do it. No, yeah, he did it, and he's the only one that can do it. Christ is the only one. You cannot do it. What? Hold up. Don't get it twisted. No one's saying it's easy to do. Because we're not sitting here in front of you saying it's all the way has been perfected in us. But what we are saying is the things that we do understand, we're rehearsing to perfection, to overcome it. Not to give in to temptation and say, you know what? Because that's what a lot of people do. They set set themselves up for failure. You know what I mean? Because you hear some people get caught up in fornication. Well, we're not all perfect, so, you know, God understands. You know, I keep committing fornication, but I'll be all right. Excuse me? Yeah. With that kind of mindset, you would never get over fornication. Exactly. But if you say within yourself, you know what, fornication is wrong, and yo, I got to get over this, man. I, I got to do it. I could do it, and the scripture says I can. Eventually, the power of Christ, I can do all things. Eventually, you're going to overcome yeah. it because you're trying your best with all your might. To- what, the, what does that mean, through the power of Christ, I can do all things who strengthen me? You're talking about getting a car? I can get this car or something? <laughs> and that's what they're teaching out here. 
you know, prosperity doctrine. And they're using, you know, a lot of these gullible people don't really understand the knowledge of God. But did Christ commit any sin? No. All right. Absolutely. That's and, something else I want to hear. Yeah, so even through the shedding of his blood and, and him by being that example, we can do all things through him because he, he came in the flesh to show us it could be done. Mm-hmm. You know what? We're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and continue with this with this uh with this. So uh we're taking a quick uh, promo break and um stand by please, brothers and sisters. Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BOCC. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe. Take the challenge to see, are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m.? The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays, where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake. On Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m., if you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests, Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out The Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom. Connect with the Body of Christ Church on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the BOCC. Follow us on Twitter at the BOCC. And view our videos on youtube.com forward slash the BOCC1. Link with us to learn more about repentance and salvation according to the Holy Bible. Remember what Christ said. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. We pray that the information on our pages guide you towards true repentance to the Heavenly Father in the name of Christ. Shalom. Part three. <laughs> part two or part three. Continuation of uh, is Christ divided. 
And basically we've shown you the reason why there's so many different doctrine out there, people coming out saying they of Christ and setting up these different religious groups. Mm-hmm. And when you further examine the teachings and the doctrines that the doctrine of men is being glorified and not the true doctrine of Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, again, not to say that we something special, we something great, but hey, you know, the Lord is great, and the Lord has blessed us with uh, understanding, and you know, giving all praises to the Most High in Christ. And it's up to you to examine it, you know, to examine it, open up the scriptures and examine it, and see if we bring forth a doctrine of men, you know, or is your pastor bringing forth a doctrine of men? And and uh, it's worth taking the time, man, because you're talking about your salvation. You're talking about your your time and your energy that you put in going to a church that that uh, all this time could be in vain if it's not according to Scripture. You know, and as we said before, Matthew's, we read on uh, Matthew's, uh, the fifth chapter, where, where, where Christ tells us about this. Um, is that the fifth chapter again? Oh, I'm um, sorry. Uh, call My mind was thinking about something else. <laughs> Where he said, in vain they worship me, teaching for commandments the doctrine of men, and not the, the oh, commandments oh. of the God. Oh, oh yeah. God. Matthew chapter uh, 15. 15, all right. Yeah. You want to so, go to that or something? No, nah, well, oh. let's pick back up where we left off. Oh. We didn't really get to finish uh, dealing with this um, Ephesians 4. All right, Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to read verse uh, 12. Start 11 again. Oh, start 11. All right. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he gave some apostles... And some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers. So the, the point <clears throat> I want to bring out, and want everybody to understand, the Bible shows us the purpose that 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 Christ gave this to the church. And if your church is is uh, is, is a church that is dealing with the true apostles and 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 prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers of Christ, this is what they're supposed to be doing, because. If they truly are set up by Christ, then they, they're doing their job according to the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And the Holy Spirit is supposed to be, be bringing forth the doctrine that's glorifying Christ and not the doctrine of men. Mm-hmm. You know, that's some of the things we hit in the first part of this show. But uh, read verse 12. Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. So that's the purpose. The pastors are supposed to be perfecting us, <laughs> bringing us into perfection. Wow. And what that means... Is talking about our conduct, our morals. Are we supposed to be uh, coming into the gospel and continuing to be fornicators and continue to be idolatrous people, uh, worshiping idols, things that pertain to idolatry? Is that part of being perfected? Are we supposed to be thieves, you know, whoremongers and things of that nature? Is that that's the opposite of perfection? That's corruption. Exactly. All right, remember? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Right, you know? Till we all come in the unity of the faith. So that's what's going to unify us, is us following and putting on Christ. Mm-hmm. Right, you know? And of the knowledge of the Son of God, and to a perfect man, and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So there's so much to said in that scripture. Yeah, it's crazy. It says, um, and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So that's going right back to what we read earlier about eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood. So we have to really deal with the understanding of Christ and become that perfect man 
That's that's the mark. That's what we we aiming for to become that perfect man because Christ was a perfect man. That's why I says uh, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. So we got to become perfect just like Christ. So we want to look at some of the things that make Christ perfect that we should be doing because. You know, people saying, like we were saying earlier, that they're saying that we can't be perfect. They're saying that Christ did it, we don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. They're saying we just rehearsing. Mm-hmm. But the Bible saying that the pastors and the teachers and ministers were given to the church to bring us to perfection. To bring us to the fullness and the measurement of Christ. And that gives us a good understanding why Christ said, you got to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And you will have eternal life. It also brings it brings it hits all the scriptures we hit, man. First uh, John five and nine, where it talks about we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Mm-hmm. And this witness <clears throat> that He gave of His Son, and that life is in His heart, because that's what we got to do if we want eternal life. We gotta we gotta repent and follow that examples of Christ and become that perfect man as Christ was that perfect man. And that's the doctrine of eternal life, not. Um, um, the Hebrew or, or the Illuminati and all this other garbage that people are talking about and focusing on. Um, so let's here's some examples of that profession of Christ. Go to First um, Peter, the second chapter. Some of the things we need to do, you know, because a lot of people say we don't have to keep the commandments of the Most High. We can do this. We can do that. And if we're doing that, we're not obtaining that perfection. That's a lie. And that person, anybody saying that is not a true minister of Christ, they didn't receive the ministry through Christ. Because Christ, <laughs> we just read the scriptures, so yeah. he gave the pastors for this purpose. That's what I know. So that's the purpose, right? <clears throat> All right, 1 Peter 2, uh, read verse 21. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. So, a lot of people think that, you know, if you're in the gospel of Christ, you're supposed to have money, you're supposed to be rich, things are supposed to be lovely and pretty, or else you're not in the gospel. But right here, and so many other scriptures, uh, shows you that that's not contrary to the scriptures, man. That's not that's not scripture. You know, so we go through things, even the main suffering is really dealing with your flesh, you know, dealing with battling the demons that you have on you, you know, because Christ didn't did, Christ didn't give in to, his, to no demons, you know, even when he, it gives you the example where he was tempted of Satan and he, he exalted the words of the Most High and rebuked Satan. And those are the examples that he gave us to follow. No matter what we go through, we have to stay on the words of the Most High. And, you know, th- that's what the scriptures are showing us. All right, read on that. Who did no sin, now there was guile found in his mouth. So the scriptures say he did no sin. So when it talks about we have to be in that full st- statue of the Most High, we're not supposed to be committing sin. And I know so sometimes I hear, you know, people bring out, may bring out that type of understanding, and the individual will say, well, you, well you're not perfect, you sin. Whether a person sin or not, or whether a person person has reached perfection or not, 
The scripture says what it says. What it says. It, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what a person is doing. It depends on what the scripture is saying. The scripture said that we are supposed to strive for perfection. And that's what, if you want to be a follower of Christ, that's what your focus is, is to follow Christ. Yeah. People always want to find excuses not to want to follow what the scripture is saying. Exactly. Because God is the judge. He's going to judge me, you, and everybody else, man. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't give a darn what they might say about you or me or anyone else that's teaching this word. The focus should be, you know what? Are you sinning? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Deal with what you need to deal with to make yeah. it to the kingdom. The heck with what, what's going on with me. Yeah, because if I'm sinning, I gotta, I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. With you. <laughs> we both going to be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So the focus. So you're not justifying yourself by through me. that I'm doing something. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people get stuck on. You know what I mean? They get stuck on worried about what somebody else is doing. Yeah, exactly. you, need to, you need to worry about what the heck you're doing. Exactly, exactly. Because we all going to be judged. We all got to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That's right. And this is the the commandments on what we need to do to obtain eternal life. All right. Read uh, verse 23. Read 22 again. All right. Verse 22. Who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. And God is at the seat. Are we speaking deceitfully? Are we lying and being cunning with our words? No. Well, if we're doing that, then we're not putting on Christ. We have to put these things away from us. All right, you know? Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. Yeah, and how many times, you know, that's something not easy to do, but that's something that the scriptures say we got to do. Yeah, that's not an easy thing for, for a lot of people. Yeah, are you out there cursing people out? Mm-hmm. Because that's a heavy spirit in this world. Yeah. That's a heavy demon in this world, man. That spirit of argument and debate and, you know, fighting and striving with people. But you want to know we see a lot of people saying they ministers of Christ out there doing that. The sad part is it's one thing giving in into your lust and, and um and uh you know make a mistake and then you cut yourself later and say you know I got to work on that mm-hmm. versus um you not finding nothing wrong with it and then you teaching your congregation to be the same way. Exactly. <clears throat> There's a big difference, bro. Yeah, true indeed. You know, you know some people really put that part of their doctrine to go out there and curse people out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just sad, man. And and when we see these things in the scriptures, if we follow in a way that's contrary, we got to acknowledge that we're in error. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to acknowledge that we're in error and we have to repent. We have to make the change. Because that's, that's very important. You know, that's big in the eyes of God that you, you acknowledge you're wrong and you make a change. But when you see that's in the scriptures and that this is the word of the Heavenly Father in Christ, and you continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Now you're going, you're going into a, a presumptuous sin. Mm-hmm. All right, read on. Let me read verse 23. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judge, judgeth righteously. Who is, excuse me, who is own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. And that's another thing that's showing you that, yeah, we have to be, we're supposed to be righteous. It says that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness. So we have to make a change. We have to make a change. All right, you know? For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. So, yeah, we was going astray. We was doing all these things that's contrary to the spirit. 
We was doing all these things, these worldly things, but now we have to return to following Christ, to eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood, to putting on Christ and following his examples and his leadership that we receive in the scriptures. I got another scripture that I'm going to let you uh, all right. bring out what you got to bring out. Um, go to First Thessalonians 4 for me. Uh, and another point when the scripture talks about when he was revived, revived not again. Uh, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to to him that judged righteously, because he put all his faith in the Most High. That most that the Most High was is a righteous judge, and the Most High is going to fight his battles. You know, mm-hmm. and. He's going to be obedient to the Most High's commandments, and that whatever he go through, the Most High's going to take care of him. All right, First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Um, start at verse one for me. All right, one second. All right, one second. Oh no, I got the wrong one. I wrote the wrong one, but that's all right. All right, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. So that's how we got to do it. We got to walk to please God. Not to please men or follow some man's doctrine or just try to get all this wisdom and be super wise, but we have to please <laughs> God by repentance and putting on Christ. All right, you know? We'll read down to verse 4 of this. Verse 2. For read to, uh, no, man. Yeah, 7. Verse 2. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. So that's how he says, for ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God. So what the things that Christ is doing and the things that Christ is teaching us to do is the will of the Father. Because Christ even said, he said, I ain't come to bring my <coughs> own words, but the words of the Father. Excuse me. Yeah. So what the Father requires of us and what Christ requires for, of us it says, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification. And that's what that's where the, where the word saint came from. Sanctification coming through being cleansed. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? You know what? <laughs> it's very interesting. This is very interesting because there's people out there that are so deep into words, so deep into breakdowns, mm-hmm. these different groups out here that are supposed to be instructing those out there, why they can't break down sanctification, why they can't focus on the purging process, why they don't focus on and break down the gold and the gold purging and all the impurities come out of you, then you got this, you know what I mean, pure gold. Well, man, God looks at man the same way. Why can't you break that down in man and understand what it is to, to, to become purified and to eliminate, you know what I mean, those, uh, those uh, blemishes inside of you, you know what I mean? Break that down. You know, focus on that, and, and once you teach a class on that, and then look at yourself in the mirror and start getting rid of that, those impurities inside of you, and teach that. Get deep in that. Won't you get deep in that? You know, that's a, that's a very good point, man. Because I know when we first started dealing with the gospel, 
um, when I first started learning, and we used to try to tell people that we had to keep the laws, even though back then we were keeping the laws ourselves. <laughs> we didn't really have a good understanding, but yeah. we was telling people that you had to keep the laws, and we used to always deal with the Old Testament to make the point. And 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 I had a hard time trying to prove it out of the New Testament. Yeah. But now it's so crystal clear within the New Testament. I'm like, why is all these Christians talking about? They can eat what they want to eat. They can celebrate these pagan holidays. They can. Do these people don't know how to read? Because now that, that you know, giving all praise to the Most High, I've opened up my understanding, these things are like crystal clear. Yeah, they are. We can't be celebrating pagan holidays. We can't be fornicating and having casual sex and, you know, nah, you can't. moving on to the next one and laying with this one for a year, deal with this one, and all right, I'm moving on to that didn't work out. I'm moving on to somebody else. What, what are you people reading? Even if your even if your pastor is not teaching you, he's just showing you how to do the uh, Billy White shoe dance and and backflips and all that. Even if he's doing that, can't you read yourself and see that what the scriptures is talking about? The scriptures talking about you got to put on Christ, you got to follow His examples, you got to be sanctified, you got to the church has to be without uh, blemish. Mm-hmm. Why are you not reading these things? Why you don't see these things? Because we're reading it and it's as clear as day. Exactly. But yet you have members in the church going to the club, sleeping with this one, and sleeping with that one, having casual sex, following this world. Because the world is pushing that. You turn on the TV set, you see all types of successful women having casual sex. So little young women that's coming up and watching this on TV yeah. think it's okay to have casual sex. Exactly. It becomes more of a learned behavior process. And, and, and following the customs of the world because it's so much in your face, you're just picking up the same traits they got, and you think it's, there's no there's no judgment for it because no one's teaching you that there is. Exactly. So what we left off, <clears throat> um, verse four again. No, verse three again. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. So when it talks about possess your vessel, your body in sanctification and honor, mm-hmm. it's telling you that you're supposed to, you can't just eat anything and do anything and lay down with anybody. You just can't do whatever comes to your mind. That's not honor. Mm-hmm. All right, read on. Not in the lust of concupiscence, um, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man... Go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. And this also shows you, like Christ, he didn't go into arguing with men and stuff like that. He put his trust in the Lord, because why? Because the Lord is avenger of all men that do evil. Mm-hmm. So if a man is doing evil to you, you don't have to go out and, you know, get a gun and say, yo, I'm going to go kill this guy, or I'm going to go beat him in the head with a bat. The Lord is going to take care of that. But even though we know that it's easier said than done, when you're coming from the world perspective, you know what I'm saying? Living a life of crime or living a life of I'm going to get you back or living a life of the code of the streets that you you look like a chump or a punk or or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if you're accustomed to living that life and you're coming from that way of life, no one's saying that it's going to be easy because, you know, if something was that, that happened to your son or your daughter or even yourself, we know it's hard. Yeah, you know what I mean? Not 
to hurt someone. You know, I understand that. But yet and still, you know, according to the scriptures, the scripture says what it says. Exactly. So we either got to get down with the program, what the scripture says, and we have to fight off that flesh that's saying, you know what? I'm going to go get my gat and I'm going to handle this. You know what I'm saying? So we know that coming from that lifestyle, it is a hard thing. But this is the thing that God has given us, the wisdom, the spirit of him, which is the Holy Ghost. This is what the Holy Ghost told us to do, the Holy Spirit. So even though we know it's hard, but that's what I'm trying to tell that these men out here that's teaching the doctrine and want to break down all these crazy breakdowns of these prophecies, won't you break down how to teach those even though it's hard? Won't you break it down to the lowest compound and teach them how to overcome that flesh, that fleshly thought that I want to go grab my gun and load it up and, and, and kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? Won't you break that down to the lowest compound? But instead, you focus on the wrong things and you're not focused on trying to save lives. Not only this young man life and salvation, but also the life that he might take out. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because that's what the scriptures say that the prophets are supposed to be doing. Exactly. The God is supposed to be doing. Exactly. Well, so read verse 7. Verse 7. For God hath not called us into uncleanness, but into holiness. And that's, there you go again. Uh, yeah. Un, what's uncleanness? Uncleanness is mm-hmm. one word that breaks down uncleanness. Mm-hmm. Sin. And holiness is sanctification. Exactly. And how are we going to become sanctified? The, by the washing of water by the word. That's why the scriptures tell us, as a matter of fact, before I get to you, I'm going to give one more scripture. Go to um, Ephesians 5. Read Ephesians 5 and... Start at 25, 25, 26. Ephesians 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. I'm going to read that again. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it, with the washing of water by the word. So he's going to sanctify us. That sanctification, the scripture talk about we know, we should know how to possess our body in sanctification and honor. Mm-hmm. The way that's going to happen is by the word. It says sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So it's talking about us applying the words of this Bible. Exactly. And that's how we're going to, we're not just going to read it and be cleansed. We're going to apply it. We're gonna make the transformation of the way we, from the way we've been living, according to the way the scriptures is, is telling us how to live, and that's how we're gonna become cleansed. So, so you know, there's so many scriptures showing you that we are supposed to change, and we're not supposed to continue uh, smoking cigarettes and doing all these worldly things, mm-hmm. and say that we're holy and we're born again, we're saved. The scriptures are showing us that we have to change. Not talking about Christ did it, and we don't have to do it, and, and all this other garbage. And just like there's, there's certain sets of uh, also of Jews out there that are teaching that if you're just from that lineage, period, no matter what you do, you're gonna be saved. Like you know, where's that in the scriptures? You have to be sanctified. You have to be cleansed in order to, to you know to make it into the kingdom. Exactly. Read 27 for me. Verse, verse 27. That he might present it. To himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So that being holy and without <laughs> blemish is being yeah. without sin. Because we, when you read in First Peter, the first chapter, verse 19, I believe, tells you that Christ was without blemish. Exactly. So that's more proof that we have to be exactly 
in, in, in that perfection of Christ. That's that's being perfect right there. The church is going to be perfect. Without spots and without blemish is perfect. Mm-hmm. And the way that's going to happen is by us being washed and cleansed by the word. Exactly. And that's what it's talking about when, when we read Christ said, Amen, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And these are the things that's going to cleanse, cleanse us. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that's going to cause us to enter into eternal life. Not the doctrine of men that's talking about the Hebrew and the history and the Illuminati and all that stuff. Man, you, you don't have to worry about the Illuminati because the Most High is going to take care of you. No, he's going to defend you no matter what the Illuminati do. And as we said before, if you want to have that knowledge, a lot of us deal with that and, uh, and have understanding with that. But that's not the gospel of eternal life, though. You don't base a church on that on that doctrine. If you want to have some understanding of that, that's good. If you want to have a little understanding on history and all that, you want to deal with some history, that's good. If that helps you uh, um, understand certain things about what's going on in the world, all praises. But that's not the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. The doctrine of the Holy Spirit is dealing with repentance. That's the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. That's the, that understanding right there is the, is the wisdom of man. Because men have that wisdom. But the understanding of the Holy Spirit, men don't have that wisdom. Mm-hmm. What you got, friend? I just want to make this key point before we go to the scripture. Um, if Christ, what you just brought out right here, um, if Christ is perfect, <laughs> the scriptures tell us that we are the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. If Christ is perfect and we're supposed to be the body of Christ, shouldn't the body be perfect? Absolutely. So the members of the body of Christ, which is going into every individual that make up that, that 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 stone or that temple to build the temple of God because we are the temple. You know what I mean? It's being built right now to perfection. And when that last uh, uh, stone is, is put on that temple, it's completed, bro. Mm-hmm. You understand? And, and that's the body of Christ. So we can't be the body of Christ and don't walk like Christ. Yeah. We're dealing with idolatry and all kind of madness, uncleanness. It, it, it doesn't make any sense, people. So the wisdom... The wisdom of this world that's teaching that we can't be perfect, you know, is a lie. But um, go to James chapter 3 real quick. Um, And and I'm going to keep repeating it um, as far as we're not saying that we have this thing all the way down and we perfected it. But what we are saying is that we are on the road to perfection. And the things that we see inside of ourselves, we don't deny um, we don't lie to ourselves. The lust that's in us, we keep it real with ourselves, and we have to deal with it. And that's how come the scriptures tell you, examine yourselves, know you're not yourselves, that, exactly. that Christ is in you. So you constantly got to keep checking yourself. And not only that, that's why I always bring out this key point, too, that a lot of times it goes underneath a lot of people's feet over their head. But when a man and woman come together in Christ, you become one. All right? And the scripture says, examine yourselves, know you're not yourselves. That Christ is in you, so now you become one. So the wife's supposed to examine the husband, and the husband's supposed to examine the wife. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we do. We examine one, one another. Now, on a bigger scale of the church of Christ, we do the same thing because now all the members become one. We become one in Christ. So we examine one another. It's not judging one another. It's just saying, yo, brother, I see this. You're falling short on this. I just want to, you know, give you some input or some knowledge that will help lift you up and exhort you because... 
uh, see that you're having a hard time with something, or maybe you don't see it. Let me bring it to your attention. That's examining ourselves in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and this is what we're supposed to be doing to, uh, you know, to to make it into perfection, if I will. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But let's go to this because with saying that, there's a lot of people out here that's rolling in the spirit that we're about to read right now. And Lord's will, they'll repent. Um, James chapter 3 and read verse, uh, let's start with verse uh, 13. Mm-hmm. James 3.13. is a wise man and a, and a dude with, with knowledge among you? But a lot of people out there think they have wisdom. A lot of people out there think they're wise. All right, so we're going to read that one more time. Read it again. Who is a wise man and doeth with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Because the wisdom that he's about to bring out, because the most I got about to explain it, you know, because a lot of people are deep into a lot of bull crap, you know what I'm saying? And they think that's wisdom, you know what I mean? And and the most high God is letting us know that it's got to come out of what? Your conversation. But our conversation just like we're teaching now, the wisdom that we're teaching is coming from the Most High God. It is not our own wisdom, you know, because there is another wisdom out there. So let's read on, verse 14. But if ye have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Well, there's a whole lot going on in the scripture, you know, that Lord's will will to bring out. Um, but if ye have bitter envy... So we know envy going into jealousy and stuff like that. And bitter, that word itself is a, a big demon. You know, it goes into a lot of grudging and things like that. You know what I'm saying? But when you see bitter envy and strife in your heart, so strife is going to arguing. Yeah. You know, you're arguing and fighting. You're disputing. Like, you know, you're going into arguments, man. Mm-hmm. You're provoking. You're arguing. Mm-hmm. All right? And then it goes on to say, glory not. But why is it that a lot of men is glorying and arguing back and forth with, with each groups in different camps or whatever the case may be? They're glorying in that. Mm-hmm. But God is saying don't glory in that, but yet they're arguing back and forth, making fun of people, doing this and that and the third on these different shows. But the most high God said don't glory in that. But yet when you watch these 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 videos, they're glor they're glorying it. Yeah, and bragging about how many people they got following them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Really, if you got people following you, you 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 bringing people away from Christ. So you're really doing the works of Satan and not the works of Christ. Yeah, it ain't really. You, you definitely, yeah, exactly. You definitely are working for for Satan. You're a minister of Satan when you're doing that. Exactly. But the whole thing is, it says, "And lie not against the truth." But you are lying against the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are a liar. That's exactly what he's doing. Because that's not the wisdom that God has given us to conduct ourselves in. You understand what I'm saying? But yet. They're justifying themselves and they're glorying in their foolishness that they call wisdom. You know what I mean? But yet, what is it really? Read verse 15. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Now, check this out. Now, if you can't read this and see what it's really saying, (laughs) then something's wrong with you. Because it says, this wisdom descended not from above, meaning it's not the Holy Spirit that is dealing with you. You understand? That's not the most high God and his spirit that is on you. It's a different spirit that's on you, and it's of Satan. You understand? If you want to roll in that spirit and you don't want to repent and see it for what it is, that means that Satan's spirit that's on you, and you're trying to justify it and find some ways of justification to continue arguing in that spirit, continue lying in that spirit, and think you're of God. 
You know what, man? The scripture really cuts a lot of people. Yes, it does. And and if you're getting cut by it, you just know that you know it's all right to get cut by it. Mm-hmm. The thing you got to understand is you have to make a change. You can't try to please men and continue to be with men that's rolling contrary to the spirit. Exactly. You know, the best thing you can do is is approach approach them and let them know they're doing things contrary to the spirit. <coughs> if they don't accept it, you did your part. Exactly. And depart from them because you got you got to stand and answer for yourself, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got every one of us got to stand and answer for itself. So if you see this going on and you're involved in the congregation that's doing it, you got to you got to make the change. You got to repent. Exactly. Read verse 15 one more time for me. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Look at that word sensual in. And look at that word central and read the precept. You you have the could you see that? The yeah, precept is um all natural. Yeah, natural, central. Because the natural man know not the, the, the spirit of God. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? And it goes right back to what we brought out earlier. Because when we were in a in, in the worldly spirit, because that's what is going to the worldly man, the natural man, that's how we used to conduct ourselves, brother. I dare you to talk smack to me. I'm gonna get in your face to talk smack back. As a matter of fact, I might knock you out. Or I'm going to do something to you because you offended me. That's the spirit of the world. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's how come God is saying, listen, you got to put on the spirit. You got to get rid of the old man and put on the new man because that old man is devil, devilish, right? And sensual. It's, it's from the earth. It's earthly. And Christ didn't roll like that. And this is what we're trying to, well, the most high God is using us to try to show you that if you're rolling in that kind of spirit, you got to understand what it is. It's of the natural man. It's not of the spiritual man. So now you got to take off the old man and put on the new man. And now, that's why the scripture said you can discern good from evil. And, and remember how the scripture go on about if you're a teacher, you need one to, to teach you again. You know what I'm saying? And you need to be taught milk and not meat. Why? Because these things that you're rolling in is of Satan. So you need to humble yourself down and swallow your pride and receive what God has given you right here in this moment right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So let's let's read verse 17 now. No, did we go to um 16? No, we didn't. Read verse 16. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Stop there for a minute. Um, Even in verse 16... Before you went on, because I was meditating on it when you read it, and then even when you look at the precept, confusion, in every evil work, it says tumult, unquietness. So it's going to arguing and carrying on. And a lot of times when you're striving and arguing, we all know it could escalate to something greater. Yeah. Excuse me, because people are getting offended, and now hands are moving, and people, you know what I mean, getting ready to, you know, they're getting ready to do whatever. So it's letting you know <laughs> that you're getting aggressive. And things are getting out of control. So there's confusion in that. And, and God is saying that this ain't the kind of spirit we should roll in. Now, don't get it twisted. We all have different demons on us, you know, um, coming from the world, as they say, a chip on your shoulder, whatever the case may be. But we have to exercise. This is the part where where they were saying we got to rehearse the righteous acts. Well, shoot, you you have to have already rehearsed some of these things before you go out there and deal with these spirits because you got to expect the unexpected. And not roll and let them bring you into the spirit of Satan to allow you to conduct yourself that way. We're not saying that it's easy, 
Because I'm not saying that by any means, but that's the scripture says what it says, like we keep saying. Yeah. It says what it says. So you need to repent and swallow your pride and understand yourself. Examine yourself. Know ye not yourself that Christ is in you? The scriptures, the scriptures is always right. Yeah. And you're always wrong. Exactly. And, and it's not easy to swallow your pride. I mean, we all admit that we have things inside of us sometimes we don't want no one to see or know or, you know, leave me alone. I'm dealing with it or, you know what I mean, whatever it may be. But yet and still, you can't go out there and, and, and call yourself a teacher or, or, or a bishop or a pastor or a chief high priest or the comfort, or whatever the hell you want to call yourself. And and be in this kind of spirit and think that this is the spirit that's dealing with you. And then teaching others to be the same way you're being. And bragging about how many camps you got. And glory, it's that glory not. And you glorying in that? It goes to show you that we know Christ is being divided in your camp because Christ told us according to the scriptures not to be like that. Exactly. You know? So now let's read verse 17 again. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, mm. easy to be entreated, mm. full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality mm. and without hypocrisy. So there's like so much in this. It's like so much yeah. when you read this. I mean, <laughs> it could go on and on and on to the break of dawn. But the whole thing is... It boils down to you're supposed to be easy to be entreated, easy to talk to, easy to go over issues with, easy to explain things. <clears throat> That's the spirit we're supposed to roll in because I'll let you speak. You bring out your point. You let me speak, bring out my point. And in the way that I'm dealing with you is gentle and I'm being creative to reach you. You know what I mean? So so I could teach you a way to perfect yourself, to exhort you, yeah, you to provoke you in love. You don't have to worry about coming to me, and I'm going to curse you out. Yeah, you you ain't got to worry about that spirit. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be cursing you out and offending you and things. You don't got to worry about that because I'm going to deal with you gently. Yeah, I'm going to try to explain to you the error of your way so we can save your soul without actually provoking you, you know what I mean, and, 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 and trying to you have to worry about me getting in your face or, or may, maybe even putting my hands on you. Mm-hmm. Who the heck want to talk to a person like that? you just yelling at me and screaming at me. How are you going to get across to me like that? But this is the spirit what a lot of people roll in. And we, we used to roll in some of that spirit ourselves. So we, we had to repent. Yeah. We had to put on Christ. Exactly. So we, we understand exactly what the scriptures are saying because we once lived it. <laughs> you know, but read, uh, unless you want to bring out some more in that. Verse 17, because I was going to say read verse 18, and I was going to move on. No, no, no. All right, read verse 18. And the fruit the fruit of righteousness is sowed in peace of them that make peace. Yeah, because you know how I always talk about the peacemaker or what have you. You know what I mean? Because that's what we're supposed to roll in. We're, not, we're supposed to be the ones that's going to bring um, not more confusion or add more drama in the situation. We're supposed to be the individual that's going to come in with wisdom and resolve the situation. <laughs> you understand? That's the spirit we're supposed to come in, you know. And and this is the spirit that the Bible is telling us that we have to be in. Yeah. The information that Christ is bringing out, the spirit of Christ is bringing out, is the information that's going to bring peace on the earth. Exactly. Because the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of peace. And love and gentleness and kindness, you know, that's what the kingdom of heaven is about. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of heaven is not a kingdom of fornication and, and strife and debate and all mm-hmm. that. 
that's not the spirit of the, of the, the kingdom. And we supposed to be children of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that's why we gotta be we gotta be, make that transformation into being Christ like. Because Christ, you know, he's the king of the kingdom. Um, go to uh this is one point I wanna bring out that you talked about professing. You already made really made your point, but I just wanna add to this one part. Um, just to show people according to the scriptures. Uh Second Timothy. Yeah, Second Timothy three and sixteen. We use this quite frequently. But it's it's very needed in dealing with perfection and becoming that perfect man. So uh Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness. Stop there for a minute because we've been reading the scriptures the whole time. Mm-hmm. We're not breaking down wisdom in our own mind. We're reading scriptures and then we're explaining it crystal clear so people can be edified. And that's all of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. So the Holy Spirit is the Bible and there's words in the Bible used for that purpose to instruct you. All right. It's profitable for doctrine. This is this is. Profitable for doctrine. This is the word of God. For reproof, for correction. So it corrects people. But people don't want to be corrected and they get offended sometimes. But this is what it does. It corrects you. For for um, instructions in righteousness. This is going to instruct you to become righteous, brother. The things that we're reading right now. All right? Now read verse 17. That the man of God may be perfect. Wait, hold up. It goes again. Yeah, so... The instructions of the Holy Spirit that's written in this Bible will make you perfect if you apply to your life. That's going to define perfection. And it's going it's to it's be a fight. It's of not, course. It's going to be easy. Yeah. The scriptures tell us it's a fight. Mm-hmm. You know, the scriptures tell us that. That's why it talks about <clears throat> us suffering also. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you want to do what your flesh wants you to do, but <clears throat> you know you can't because you know that's not Christ-like and you know that's not uh, the life that you're in anymore. That you made a, a decision to change. When when a person, when you start looking at life, when a person used to smoke a lot of marijuana, when a person used to drink a lot of alcohol, when a person used to shoot up dope, when a person used to smoke crack, uh, you know, shoot up heroin, sniff heroin, these things that you quit, it's not easy to quit. It's not easy to give up because that's a demon. When you look at fornication, when you look at idolatry, when you look at malice in your heart, when you look at what we just read about striving and and and, and, and having uh, bitter envy, that's no different, brother. It's a demon, and it's hard to get rid of, depending on your level of lust for it. But you have to go through the fight of withdrawals to overcome your addiction. Because your lust is an addiction. You've been seduced. You've been enticed. Now you love it. You enjoy it. And you've been so used to operating in that spirit for so many years. The same goes with that strife. Exactly. That we we was reading about. That that hatred, that anger. Exactly. It's all the same, same thing, the same fight. It's the demon. But yet... The same way you're trying to teach people out here to overcome drugs, you need to overcome your striving. You need to overcome 
you know what I'm saying, your, your malice and your hatred and swallow your pride. You need to overcome idolatry. You need to overcome homosexuality. It's a fight. You, and, and, and another thing, too, is that lust, that, that lust for money. Yeah. That's another doctrine that's out there is that, uh, that money thing, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the lust for, for that idolatry, that Christmas, Easter, New Year's, all that garbage. Exactly. Because that is, that's why we're teaching is Christ divided, because it's being divided and being lied about like God has put his spirit on what you're teaching. No, he hasn't gave you that spirit to teach that. So Christ is being divided in so many different churches today that are set up or, or certain uh, spiritual advisors, whatever you want to call them, pastors and, 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 and chief high priests, like I always say, whatever you want to call them, but they're not coming in the spirit of Christ. Yeah, they're bringing forth a doctrine of man. So that's not going to perfect you. No. You're not becoming perfect in that doctrine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's how come you have to read the scriptures like we're bringing out today and and, and apply it to your life, and that's going to perfect your soul. Just read out verse uh, 17 for me, because I want to bring out a couple more points before we close it. That the man of God may be perfect, mm-hmm. truly furnished unto all good works. Yeah, so it says all good works, brother. Did it say some? No. It says all. So in order to have those good works and to be perfected is through the scriptures. Yeah. It didn't say, yeah, mostly, or we can't do it, only Christ can do it, or we're just rehearsing uh, the righteous acts. No. And these are all things that are in so-called churches that say they they ministers of Christ and they teaching the words of Christ. So, obviously, they lack understanding. Exactly. Um, I want to bring out a couple more points. Sure, yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. Go to Romans uh, chapter 1. I'm going to bring it out a little bit more. Romans 1. And, and, and read verse 18. Okay. Romans 1 and 18. Mm-hmm. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. And unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. <laughs> because, check this out. When you go back to the time of Israel, matter of fact, let's go to that scripture real quick. I'll probably come back to this. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But go to Isaiah chapter uh, 48. I always go to the scripture every time I read that. Because a lot of people are teaching things that are not in the Bible. That's the point we're bringing out even more. That a lot of people are teaching things that are not in the Bible. So when you read Romans 1 and 18 again, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. I want to bring this point out real quick. Go go to Isaiah 48, read verse 1. Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, which are called by the name of Israel, mm-hmm. and are come forth out of the waters of Judah, yeah. which swear by the name of the Lord, and make mention of the God of Israel, mm-hmm. but not in truth nor in righteousness. Yeah, but why is the Most High God saying this? Why is he bringing this out? We know according to scriptures, because we're going to bring this out, because I definitely want to do another part to this, bro. So it's some more I want to bring out, and we're going to do a part four. <laughs> We're doing a part four as Christ divided because there's more. Because 
who received the law, statutes, and commandments, brother? The children of Israel. The children of Israel. So what is the truth? <laughs> what are the instructions? What is the truth? The truth is the Bible. The truth is the statutes, uh, the laws and the commandments to make it into the kingdom. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. But it says, uh, I'm going to read verse uh, 1 again. Hear ye this, O house of Jacob which are called by the name of Israel and are come forth out of the waters of Judah, which swear by the name of the Lord and make mention of the God of Israel, but not in truth, nor in righteousness. Read verse 2. Well, they call themselves of the holy city and, and stay themselves upon the God of Israel. The Lord of hosts is his name. Because this is what a lot of people are doing here today. They, they're claiming to be the Israelites. They're claiming to be the chosen people. They're claiming to be all these things, but yet they're not really teaching according to the truth. They're not teaching according to the instructions of the Most High God, but they're holding the instructions of God, but they're teaching man's glory, man's wisdom. They're not teaching in truth nor in righteousness, like verse 1 says. Exactly. They're not giving you instructions to become perfect, that perfect man. They're actually giving you instructions of man's wisdom. Yeah, what yeah. we said earlier. Yeah, they're talking about um, talking about being a militant group and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. When the scriptures, like we always say, man, the scriptures, like First um, Corinthians, the ten chapter, that's Second Corinthians ten, where it talks about uh, our warfare. Yeah, you know, is not cardinal but spiritual. Second Corinthians, yeah, yeah, Second Corinthians ten. Thank you, man. It says our warfare is not cardinal but spiritual, but they make it into a whole cardinal thing. You exactly. Know? You know, when and teaching the, things that they ought not to teach. Exactly, exactly. And then, huh? When the, when the scriptures is telling us something else. So if the scriptures are saying something else, then what you're saying, then your doctrine is of man and not of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is bringing out a different information to us. Exactly. It's saying that we have to put on Christ. Mm-hmm. Did Christ, uh, was Christ forming up an army to throw, overthrow the Roman Empire? No. No, Christ is telling people, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's telling them, that, yo, y'all got to get your act together because he's going to overthrow them. Yeah. He's bringing his army to take care of that. Mm-hmm. All we got to do is deal with the man in the mirror. Exactly. And deal with one, with one another in righteousness. Exactly. But the whole key point is the reason why I brought out today because it, when, you re, when you look back and you see the history, since they want to talk about history, when you look back in the history according to the Bible history, you see that Israel has been repeating the, the stuff that they're doing still today. Exactly. And, and this is why Israel fell, because they want to keep the doctrine of the other nations. But yet, they had the truth, they had the understanding right in front of them. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to conduct themselves like the, like the other nations, man. They wanted to be wicked. They didn't want to listen to the Most High God. They wanted to build golden calves and serve the golden calves and say, these be the gods that took us out of the land of Egypt. Really? When you have the understanding who took you out of the land of Egypt, and you know that God had gave you laws, and in the wilderness was with you the whole time. But yet, you want to make idols of other gods. You want to serve the customs and rights of other gods. You want to commit adultery and fornication with these other gods and also not just spiritually, but physically you want to commit these acts and have hatred and malice in your heart towards your brothers and your sisters. There was no love being shown. So what happened? The kingdom was taken from us. 
The kingdom was taken because of such acts. So now, in today's time, since you want to get deep in history and break down all these things, get deep into history and break down why Israel fell in the first darn place. Because they was holding the truth, but not teaching it. For what, it, for what is read according to the Bible. You understand? But a lot of people are puffed up with all this knowledge and want to be glorified. All right? Go to Proverbs real quick. You want to bring out something? No, yeah. Go to Proverbs, right? I know I brought this out in, um, in Man's Glory, me, you, and... Uh, um, where we at? Akurai, um read this. Two, like about two years ago we did this. Um, but more understanding is out now than in two years. Yeah. <laughs> Proverbs uh, 25, and let's read uh, verse 27. Let's read that. Proverbs 25, 27. Mm-hmm. It is not good to eat much honey, mm. so for a man to search their own glory is not good. It's mm. not glory. Yeah, so... <laughs> Wise men see um, searching for their own glory because the Most High God said that's compared to someone that's eating too much honey, because too much honey ain't good for you. Yeah. But let's reverse reverse sixteen. This is why he's saying that. Reverse sixteen. Twenty five and sixteen. Has thou found honey? Eat so much as is sufficient for thee, lest thou be filled therewith and vomit it. Yeah. So he's trying to compare it to if you eat too much honey. You're going to be sick. You know what I mean? You're going to vomit. You're going to throw up. It's going to pain you. It's going to hurt you to search for that glory. So when we read verse 27 again, read it again. Verse 27. It's not good to eat much honey. So it ain't good to eat much much honey because it says that you're going to vomit. You're going to throw up. You're going to hurt yourself. All right? It's not good for you, Dad. So for men to search their own glory is not glory. So comparing that to that analogy, he's letting you know that it's going to hurt you to search for your own glory. Yeah. It's not going to profit you to search for your glory. It's not going to profit you. We need to humble down to the most high God and his son, Jesus Christ, and stop searching for that, that, that glory of man. So you could be this somewhat, you know, great figure of the world and put yourself on this high pedestal of, of, of the most wisdom, or I'm so deep. The most high God is telling us, don't search for that, because that's not good for you. <laughs> you know? I don't know who that is. So, with, with saying that, we understand that who's supposed to be glorified? <laughs> the most high God is supposed to be glorified, his son, Jesus Christ. You know? We're not supposed to be worried about self-gratification, if I will, or or, or better yet, uh, uh, feeling like we're, we're somewhat in a man of, of great wisdom, like we have it all and we have all the answers, or you got to come through us or you're not going to make it to the kingdom, or, you know, you're being totally too puffed up. And then there's the other groups out here, even Christian sets out here that feel as though that they have the answers, you know, and if you come through them, you're going to have salvation. Even through the prosperity doctrine with Creflo when he was teaching, there's many clips on him that he's teaching, if you give your tithes, you automatically going to make it to the kingdom. Yeah. What kind of foolishness is that? What scripture? What, what scripture are you going to find support such madness? But man has thought to have all this wisdom, because that's what Creflo obviously thinking, he got all this wisdom, 
But we understand the scripture is saying that he's trying to fulfill him and Taffy vision to be rich. Because giving him money ain't going to give you the kingdom, people. You know what I'm saying? Because Christ is being divided in so many different groups and sets. And you have to be careful of what man you put on that pedestal. And, 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 and through him you're going to have salvation You're not going to have salvation Through giving tithes to your pastor That's buying your way into the kingdom Like you can buy your way into the kingdom Yeah A lot of people out there are, are, are saying things That is not scriptural And telling people that this is how you're going to get salvation You know Like we have people talking about the name If you say the name The name is a, is a big part It's the key of salvation mm-hmm. The name of the most high No nah. That's not what the scriptures talk about. Christ didn't go out. That's not what Christ said. That's not that's not of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit. Where where does that the Holy Spirit commands us that that's how we get into the kingdom of the Most High? What is what did Christ say that that is the doctrine of the kingdom of heaven? It's nowhere. So again, those are men doctrine, the wisdom of man, and is not of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, I want to go to this last scripture unless you got one. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pull one out when you're done. Well, I'll pull this out, I'll pull this out last then. All right, all right, give me Luke um, 6. Then. Yeah, Luke chapter 6. Um, 646. Luke chapter 6, verse 46, and it reads, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? And that's the thing. A lot of people are saying that Christ is their Lord, but yet the things that the scriptures is telling us that we got to deal with, they're not dealing with that, you know, because it's very clear that Christ <coughs> told us that we have to sanctify ourselves. You know, we read the scripture mm-hmm. that we have to be in that image of Christ. This is, these are things that, that he commanded. We read that in um second and first Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, that these are the commandments of Christ that we have to deal with. All of us should know how to possess, uh, possess our bodies in sanctification. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to call Christ our Lord and we're not sanctifying ourselves or the washing of water by the word? We're not cleansing ourselves to follow his commandments. You know, we, you know, we read so many scriptures proving that we got to deal with ourselves, <laughs> but yet people are calling Christ their Lord and they're not doing these things. Exactly. You know, they, That's they, a hot scripture, yeah. They're dealing with unclean food. They're dealing with idolatry. Mm-hmm. Christ didn't, did not, Christ told us that we can't deal with idolatry. Mm-hmm. We can't be dealing with Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. Those are things he commanded. All right, you know? Who, um, whosoever cometh to me and, hear, and heareth my things and do them, I will show you to whom he is like. So it's not just talking about hearing the sayings, you know, picking up the book and reading it, but it's talking about hearing them and, and doing. doing them. Exactly. That's the focus. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid a foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. For it was founded upon a rock. So that's what we're like. When we hear these things about how we got to change our character, how we got to sanctify ourselves and walk according to the words of the scriptures, that's what we become. (coughs) But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently 
and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. So that's the end. If, if you do not do the things that Christ is saying, and you don't repent and follow that example of Christ, then you're going to be overthrown. You have no defense. Yeah, exactly. You know? So that's why Christ put his faith in the Father, because he knew that that was his defense. This is Mark 1, Mark chapter 1, verse 14. Now, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So that's the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, not history and all this other stuff men want to deal with. Mm-hmm. So with that, we say shalom. Yeah. Amen. Well, God. Thank you for tuning in. And may the most high in Christ bless you and increase your wisdom and understanding. Shalom.
or learn more about the Body of Christ Church, you may do so by calling, emailing, or by visiting our website. Our telephone number is one 871 1712 Our email address is bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Ureach is the letter U, followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Our website, thebocc.com, contains our telephone number and email address, as well as audio and video biblical lessons and other information geared toward edification in repentance and good works. Again, our website address is thebocc.com, so please feel free to connect with us today. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.